0: Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a really good episode. I'm going to continue my talk about national security and go over some of the details of some of the statutes and the way it's presented and what the basis is. And it's just one of multiple parts of this national security series I'm doing. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth like it's in this show that they've never heard before no matter how much media they've consumed. And I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. And I, I recently earned a Lifetime Achievement Award, and I'm really proud of both of those awards. So let's go ahead and get part two here of National Security started. So I'm going to continue today to discuss national security and this made-up concept that the government somehow has the authority to just pick and choose whatever it cares to secret from the people. (laughs) And how this word national security, oh, it's national security this, national security that, it just uses a blanket to do something that's just laughably, absurdly, unconstitutional there's many different phases to it and in the last show which you haven't heard you need to go listen to i talked about how this whole ukraine thing is being driven by so-called national security information and matters and everything else and i played some information i played some radio clips from somebody talking about what's supposed evidence and i started touching on the fact that national security itself it's not like national security Mm -hmm. Uh, is some defined thing. I showed you that the National Security Act of 1947, which is certainly the largest act on it, it doesn't even define national security. It doesn't bother. See, because it's a catch-all phrase, it means any and everything, and I went over that. And I tried to show people that a power this great to be able to keep all this secret information from people, if it's not expressly given in the Constitution, Than the idea that it could be implied such that really any and every kind of thing they want to keep from us, they can supposedly keep from us, well, then the idea that the government's limited and it only has express powers is asinine. And at some point, I doubt in this show, I'm going to discuss the case, the Nixon case, where this kind of executive privilege, which ultimately is where almost all of this stuff is hidden under, is this concept of executive privilege to keep the information secret from the people. I'm going to ultimately discuss that case and show you how the information in there is utterly ridiculous, and the reasoning is completely and totally without any constitutional foundation. And what I want to do some today, I want to start by just kind of reading a little bit of an article uh, that is a so-called primer on this classified information and then i'm going to go back and look at some of the things that they use as indicators of where you can find this information in these statutes and executive orders and different things we're going to look at some of the definitions and i'm going to show you because the rubber meets the road in this thing not by saying the word national security right that's not how it works it works because they have this very elaborate, complex system of classifying documents and information, keeping it all secret from you. Where does that come from? Where does it come from? Why is that not in the Constitution? If the people wanted the government to have the right to simply write down whatever it is they care to and say that people can't hear about that, we're going to spend the people's money to go spy on any and everybody they care to and then just call it national security and you can never find out about it. And we're going to direct this gigantic, almost unbelievably large intelligence system that's all related to the internal police, the DHS, and the FBI, and the CIA. They're all interlinked with, with all these different computers and they've got it now all over the world. They've got all these different international agencies that oversee all this stuff. All this stuff is completely hidden from people. If the people really are in charge and the Constitution really limits the government, there needs to be provisions inside the Constitution that would very clearly delineate when this is appropriate and proper. But there's nothing in there. See, there's no mention at all. You think people are unaware that there was espionage and secrets that governments like to keep, <laughs> that there was nefarious things going on inside government that, they didn't want people to find out about? It's just absurd, see? It's not credible that the people would have ever agreed to this, and they haven't ever consented to any of this. It's completely asinine and ridiculous. Yet, constitutional conservatives never discuss it. They just talk about it as though this is classified and national security this and national security that. And they love on national security. And they talk about these people being heroes and patriots, protecting us from all these made-up fucking boogeymen that they claim are out there. And that's generally where we're starting today. When I'm going to go through this article, I went ahead and attached it. You can read it. It's just this thing called lawfairblog.com. And you can look it up. It's called the Law of Classified Information, a primer. It's not some kind of official thing. It doesn't matter. I just use something that's convenient and works well. So I'm going to read a little bit of it, and you can see exactly what they say it's based upon. And, in fact, this article is very accurate when it comes to describing where it is. It's just fantastically deceptive in that it leaves out all the stuff that matters. And at the very end, the last part of the discussion... I'm going to have with regards to this, and I don't know how many shows away it is, maybe a couple, I'm going to read an article from the Heritage Foundation that discusses these issues of national security and show you how they roll it into this kind of left versus right load of shit and how they have ignored all of the issues that I discussed up until then. So let's look at what this article says. It's got a big heading of a subheading that says what law governs classified information. And here's what they say. Classification law exists in statutes, executive orders, and agency regulations. Notice what it doesn't exist in, (laughs) in the Constitution. See, they don't have any authority to write a statute to give themselves the authority to do something that the Constitution itself doesn't give them the authority to do. They can't grant themselves additional authority. So it, whatever statutes there are irrelevant if they can't point to the Constitution, and they don't. They don't. They point to this concept of executive privilege, okay, which is different than the executive orders, but foundationally the same, that somehow the president, with all these executive agencies, all these military agencies and spy agencies and all this miscellaneous crap, or all these people, these millions and millions of people who live and work inside this scammed-up system inhabit, and we all pay for. And that's just simply not okay. See, the founders were concerned about a standing army. Well, now what's been happened? They've twisted it all so much that now we have this gigantic military-industrial complex that simply lives on forever with millions and millions of employees and virtually unlimited budgets and black budgets operating everywhere. And so when you ask, well, how can we find out what's going on? Well, you can't find out anything. It's all classified in a million different ways. And that's assuming that they're even uh, being honest inside the agencies, which we all find out all the time it's not happening. There's crooks and all sorts of people abusing this system. And there's no way to oversee a system this gigantic, and that's the purpose. So right there, they tell you, existing statutes, executive orders, and agency regulations. In other words, it's totally, completely unconstitutional. And then they followed up with this. The Supreme Court in the United States versus Nixon acknowledged, in dicta, and Justice Department policy has asserted, that some national security information is also entitled to be withheld from disclosure as subject to executive privilege under Article Two of the Constitution. <laughs> That's it. So you have some dicta out of the United States free Nixon, which I'm going to cover because I did an entire article on it more than a decade ago. And it still completely applies, and I'll show you what a total fraud that is. And Justice Department policy has asserted Who cares what Justice Department policy has asserted? Justice Department isn't created in the Constitution. It didn't even exist until after the Civil War. (laughs) You see how hollow this already is, but see to average people they read, that sounds pretty impressive. So let's go on, because I want to read a little bit, and then we're going to go back and look at some of these things. Various statutes define classified information for particular statutory purposes. Congress has only occasionally stepped into classification policy in specific areas, including criminalizing disclosures of classified information under the Espionage Act or regulating the disclosure of certain intelligence personnel under the Intelligence Identities Protection Act. At least one president, Franklin Roosevelt, issued an executive order, 8381, in 1940. Classification law has been defined primarily by a series of about 20 successive executive orders. Indeed, the 1995 Intelligence Authorization Act codified what by that year was a half-century-old practice of presidents defining the procedures for controlling national security information. Executive Order 13-526, the most recent executive order on classification, was issued by President Obama in 2009, and revoked prior classification orders. And we're going to look at that eventually. But listen to all this absolute, utter, and complete nonsense. The statues define classified information. Well, guess what they don't define? National security. <laughs> so let's look at one of these so-called statues that define it. 18 U.S.C. Section 1798. It's about alleged espionage. And it says this. Whoever knowingly and willfully communicates, furnishes, transmits, or otherwise makes available to an unauthorized person or publishes or uses in any manner, prejudicial to the safety or interest of the United States, or for the benefit of any foreign government, to the detriment of the United States, any classified information. That's what it's supposedly covering. (laughs) So let's see what classified information uh, actually means. Here's how they define it. The term. Classified information means information which, at the time of the violation of this section, is for reasons of national security, specifically designated by a United States government agency for limited or restricted dissemination or distribution. Okay, see that? So it's just another circular thing back to national security because these people are entitled to classify this information based upon this made-up concept of national security and all these other vague concepts of information that's gathered that's violation of that threatens national security. You see how ridiculous this is? Do you see how completely and totally arbitrary and absurd this is? <laughs> Uh, It's funny to me because it's so preposterous uh, on its face. And yet it's never discussed. See, it's never, ever discussed. And it's not discussed for the same reasons I discuss all the time on my show, which is that there's no actual answer for any of this. See, there's no actual answer for any of this. Okay, so let's go and read a little bit more of what this is and I want to give you an idea and then we'll go back and look at some of these things as well. So how is information classified? That's subsection two of this article of this article. Executive Order 13526, which is the Obama one, specifies that information can be classified through two procedures. Now this isn't new, this is the way it's been for a long time. First, when information has not been classified before It may be originally classified if it is related to a topic amenable to classification. (laughs) The information's release would, at a minimum, pose a danger to national security. And a government official with original classification authority, that is, the power to say that a piece of information is classified on first review, designates the information as such. You get that? What it basically means is that if you meet these qualifications that the president sets out, that you can therefore classify information based upon these made-up definitions and ideas, then it becomes classified. That's it. And again, you're back to this sort of national security thing, and I'm going to show you what the topics are that mean something pertains to some kind of national security thing. But there's a second way that information can be so-called classified, the information may be derivatively classified if it uses otherwise classified information. (laughs) You see this? So it's originally classified or derivatively classified. So once you have something originally classified, you can pretty much expand it out into anything that's going to be derivatively classified. So you're just expanding out the universe of secrets endlessly with these group of people who are there literally are just dozens and dozens and dozens of people have this original classification sort of rights. And we're going to go back and talk about some of that that shows inside of that Obama executive order. You know, I mean, where do you come up with the right to do this, right? Where, where, who has this right, right? That's a pretty important question, right? It's one of the very first ones, right? <laughs> okay. So let's look at who has the authority to classify information. Originally, the president and the vice president. Okay, all right. So that's at least theoretically some kind of Article Two-ish kind of thing. But the next thing is agency heads and officials designated by the president. Oh, hold it. Now they're not even elected. This is bullshit. Three United States government officials delegated this authority pursuant to paragraph C of this section. Hold <laughs> what? So okay, so we have to go down and look at section C and say what what is that? Well, so you read that and you say delegations of original classification authority shall be limited to the minimum required to administer this order. Barnum statement. Agency heads are responsible for ensuring that designated subordinate officials have a demonstrable and continuing need to exercise this authority. Again, just a made-up standard that sounds like something. So the agency heads also get to designate other people who can also do it. So we're already getting multiple times removed. Top secret original classification authority may be delegated only by the president, the vice president, or an agency head, or official designated pursuant to paragraph A2 of this section. Hold it. So now we got even more people who are being able to do this. (laughs) So we have to go down and look at A2 of this section. So that's just simply reverses us back up into this endless loop of people who get designated by other people who get designated can do it. (laughs) So that's the loop we're put in immediately. Secret or confidential original classification authority may be delegated only by the president, the vice president, an agency head or official designated pursuant to paragraph A2 of this section or or the senior agency official designated under Section 5.4D of this order, provided that official has been delegated top-secret original classification authority by the agency head. (laughs) Are you clear? you clear on this now? So now you have yet another set of people who are entitled to originally classify this information. So you can see how it's expanded out in this utterly, completely absurd, triangle where it starts is this thing that sounds okay, kind of reasonable, when you read the Supreme Court opinion absurdity, which I'll do much later. And you can see how this thing has just expanded out into all these different people who have all these absurd kinds of Barnum statements in there about minimum required and making sure that demonstrable continuing need and all these other things that are just made up. And there's really no oversight to any of this The oversight is, again, basically all confidential and classified itself. people who don't get any of it. Then it goes to the supposed oversight by things like the House and Senate Intelligence Service committees that are, again, also closed-door sessions where the people don't have any authority to look into None of this makes any sense with the idea that the government is our agent and the people who are the principal, as we're told, would ever agree to this utterly insane setup of classifying any vague information they care to under something called national security, which has absolutely no definition anywhere by the government and simply means any and everything. See, nobody would ever agree to any of this. But how many people have ever heard any of the things I'm telling you right now? How many people have ever heard any of it discussed? See, it's not discussed because the people who are on your supposed side out in the media and government, they're not on your side. See, they're not on your side. They're there to make sure that the government system can continue to run and keep whatever it wants secret from you. FBI, CIA, NSA, DEA, Treasury Department, everything just simply gets classified away as classified top secret. Eyes only. They have all these ridiculous made-up cartoonish sorts of names with levels and levels and levels of different sort of reasons why you're allowed to see it and can't see it and no copies and <laughs> and the people continue to believe that they're free. So let's look again at a little bit of what the article says. And it's all again very accurate, sort of assessment of what can actually be classified in the first instance. Okay. And he claims it like this information can be classified in the first instance only if it pertains to at least one of the seven topics defined by the Obama executive order. So has to pertain to at least one of these. A, instead of being seven, they're all lettered instead of numbered. So I'm just going to read them off. A, military plans, weapons systems, or operations. That's unbelievably broad and preposterous. B, foreign government information, i.e., information received from foreign governments with an expectation of confidentiality. Again, now you're talking about another government putting on top of it an expectation of confidentiality. Well, what does any of that mean? The people here, they don't have a right to do any of this, to just keep stuff from you at all times. Let's look at C. Intelligence activities, intelligence sources or methods or cryptology. Well, what's not included in intelligence activities, intelligence sources or methods? So again, it's just absurdly broad. D. D. Foreign relations or foreign activities of the United States, including confidential sources, including confidential sources, not only foreign relations or foreign activities of the United States. That's all can just be classified away. So what makes anyone think we're ever going to get any honesty about Ukraine or any other situation? It's all supposedly, officially classifiable and protectable. So you'll never see it. And nobody's allowed to talk about it. who knows anything about it. E, scientific technological, or economic matters relating to the national security. <laughs> you hear this? Do you see how the system works together now, people? Do you see? Oh, it's national security, which is undefined. So therefore, any scientific, technological, or economic matter that relates to an undefined thing called national security, now that's all it's going to be classified kept from you. <laughs> F, United States government programs for safeguarding nuclear materials or facilities. Well, what does that even mean? What what does that really mean, honestly? G, vulnerabilities or capabilities of systems, installations, infrastructures, projects, plans, or protection services. You got it. Relating to the national security. (laughs) Any and everything can just be lumped in here, classified, protected, kept from you, and then you'll never find out about it. And they can just lie to you all day long, produce information, and nobody's allowed to step forward and say they're just a bunch of liars. What they're saying is lies. See, no one's allowed to. You're not allowed to disclose it. Okay, the last one, the development, production, or use of weapons of mass destruction. So you think you're going to find out about biolabs or anything else going on in the news? (laughs) It's all classified. You're never going to find out. They keep it all secret from you. Uh, Do you understand this? See, I don't know how much more somebody even needs to see than what I've just told you to understand that this entire concept of national security, classified information, it's all made up. See, it's just a way to keep it all from you. There's no underpinning in the Constitution. It's these executive orders Executive orders don't even exist in the Constitution. There's no such thing as an executive order even mentioned in the Constitution. The idea that the president has a right to somehow issue this extensive thing that covers all of this information and just completely absorbs any and all information. Billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of time, expense, data gathering, et cetera, et cetera. Millions of individuals working, all cloaked under this protection and you think you're going to get representation shooting out the other side? What do you think is going to happen? How can the government be permitted to have this absurd infrastructure of secrets when there's not one damn thing in the Constitution allows any of it? When the people who wrote the Constitution, they were well aware of state secrets and keeping state secrets and the possible need for keeping them. There's no discussion of it. Because they're not supposed to have this gigantic, absurd system running, keeping, and collecting, and creating all these secrets. (laughs) That's why. Because this entire security apparatus, infrastructure, intelligence system is utterly utterly and completely unconstitutional and laughable. Well, I'm a national defense. Well, they said you can have an army. You can have a navy. (laughs) There you go. You had a militia. Nothing like this was ever contemplated, nothing like this has ever been consented to or agreed to, and yet there's literally no discussion about it. And now pretty much any and everything the government does can just be classified, kept from you. And then they're entitled to simply lie to you night and day. Forget the Smith-Munt Act, which allows the government to simply propagandize you so they can just lie to you while they do something else. And yet people continue to believe. All the crazy stuff they see in the news, all the crazy, ridiculous stuff they're told by government, no matter how many times, they're caught over and over and over again, lying. Is that not incredible? I mean, is that not just amazing? That's a lot of stuff, right? That's a lot of stuff we just looked at, right? Incredible amounts of absurdities that we just went through, showing you that the statues, the definitions make no sense, the executive orders have absolutely no authority. They don't define stuff. They're drawn ridiculously broadly. Everything's sucked into this system of classification, national security. And there's not any discussion about any of it out in the public. None. Uh, well, I'm going to stop there because to continue on, I would have to take on a whole other section Of national security. And there's multiple other ones to take on, but I can't take them all on in one show. And so I think the chunks I've given you, anybody who wants to know about it, should just go back and listen to it again. Go pull that article up that I've attached. Go look for yourself. Satisfy yourself that all I'm telling you is true. You'll see. It is. And like I said, in the later shows, I'm going to discuss Nixon case. I'm going to discuss that. I'm going to discuss how they talk about national security. And you'll see that everything I'm telling you is true and that the executive is in on it. The legislative branch is in on it. And so is the Supreme Court. And the idea that the government with my constitution and my checks and balances and the people are in charge and all this other crap, it's just a total load. That's all. It's just a complete and utter load of shit, people. I don't know why people aren't outraged by this stuff. See, see, for me, this is just outrageous. This is such the heart of the problem that the government can just literally take your money at gunpoint, run this massive intelligence service both outside and inside the country, collect any kind of data they want, keep all of it from you, make you pay for all of it, then use it all against you, bring you up on made-up crimes puts you in front of kangaroo courts, give you kangaroo trials with their own kangaroo people, keep the people off the juries. <laughs> I don't understand what part of this is freedom-ish. I don't understand how the Constitution can still be imagined to do anything except be the worst kind of tyranny rained down on us. I don't get it. I don't understand why people continue to support constitutional conservatives when there's issues this ridiculous and outrageous right there in the public. But they do. But they do, and they call me the kook, even though I'm just simply telling you what the reality is. People just don't like the fact that the reality is so incredibly different from the reality they imagine and believe and have defended and run around acting like the Freedom Machine fucking distributors with their bombs and their drones. It's idiotic. Nothing about your vote can change any of this. See, nothing about your vote can change any of this. Nobody on any side even talks about any of it. It's completely off limits, like the Federal Reserve and all the other stuff. It's just all off limits. All issues that matter are off limits. Oh, man, I can't stand having to live among these people. I just, I can't stand this kind of gaslighting hypocrisy. I just, I had so much of it in my personal life for so long. It caused me so many personal heartaches. And I see this stuff and it causes me so many professional setbacks and problems. And I see where it's going and I see how the people after us, they have no chance. This thing is being locked down so rapidly now because of all these systems, and there's nobody talking about it. All right, well, whatever. If you want to follow me, you can. I'm a legal man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter. I don't really care if you do or don't. You want to stay in the dark keep pretending. I don't care. And I want to thank the people who are in Patreon who put their money where their mouth is and support my show so that it makes it worth my time to tell people, because if I don't get support, I don't understand why, why do people think I would talk and continue to put myself at risk if I don't even get support? I don't understand. How many shows have you listened to? How much media have you consumed? And who has ever told you what i just told you on the show? I don't get it. How is that not valuable to people? It makes no sense to me. Think how the world would change if people heard my show, the things I tell people. You can help make it possible. Support it. Let's try to expand it. Push it out. So thank you, people on Patreon. And... Uh, There's no additional update on the movie outside of what I gave you, I think, last time or the time before. Uh, They're shooting for September 1st to be finished with it, so I think it should be out this fall. That's the Jones Plantation. I played Mr. Jones. It was written by Larkin Rose. Fantastic allegory about the way we got rid of chattel slavery and put everybody in debt slavery with the Federal Reserve. And I I can't wait to see it. Man, there were so many funny scenes, and making it was hilarious, and I think it created a really super memorable character. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he comes alive on the screen. And beyond that, I don't think there's anything else to say. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. You guys have been a great audience, as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time. for legal man. Great show. Thanks so much. to check your on the way out. More quash. More quash.